listening and welcome to Vibing with Vi with your host, Violet Mitzi. Now let's vibe. I'd like to welcome our special guest today, Jess Craig. Hello. <laughs> Jess is from Collingwood and went to school at Jean Vier. She has a background in radio, is extremely extroverted, and loves to go to the bars for fun. She's a wildflower and a free spirit and has so many fun stories to share today. So why don't we get right into it? So today's episode is all about Jess's sexcapades. <laughs> I can remember growing up and always thinking I wanted to have a little black book with all the boys I've ever kissed. And the reason why I wanted to do this was because of the movie The Little uh, Black Book with Brittany Murphy. Have you ever seen that movie? I have not. How have you never seen that movie? I don't know. I was very sheltered as a kid. I wasn't allowed to watch things as a teenager. Honestly, I was outside doing... God knows what, instead of inside watching movies. <laughs> Getting up to no good, obviously. Absolutely. That's actually a really good movie, though. I'm surprised I've even seen it. I think it's, like, from the 2000s. I don't even remember. Um, but anyways, the premise of the book is that apparently Brittany gets frustrated with her boyfriend uh, because he won't talk about his past relationships. So she ends up snooping through his stuff and actually looks through his palm pilot. Mm. Old, I feel old. Yes, that makes me feel very old because I don't think that many people listening to this podcast will know what a Palm Pilot is. Uh, But anyway, she finds out uh, he has a list of all his exes and gets upset about it. Uh, And it kind of just made me always want to have my own. And the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because this ties into your sex capades. You created your own book. I did create my book. Mine's not so little and brown, but... Same thing. It's a fun looking book. Yes. It looks like it has like an evil eye on it. <laughs> well, that's it. It's just to ward off anybody that doesn't uh, deserve to have visuals. So explain to us what made you decide to note everything down in this book. Well, when I was, uh, I want to say my late teens so that I'm not dating myself <laughs> too much and making myself sound like somebody that I wasn't. But uh, I had a really crazy summer between grade 11 and grade 12. And uh, I was keeping writing dots and pictures on the side of my nightstand at home and my mom started to ask too many questions and so I realized that I should probably put this in something a little more private so wait what were the the dots like did they all have different meanings yeah so like I there was it wasn't really there was a happy faces so I had happy faces on the side and if the happy face had was smiling it meant that I'd gone all the way with somebody and (laughs) if it was just flat it meant that I had just made out with somebody and it just depended on what had happened. I don't remember exactly. The nightstand has since been thrown away. <laughs> um, so I realized that I needed something a little more concrete. And I mean, I wanted to be able to remember those situations and the people that were in them. So a book was a lot easier. It sounds like fun. And I'm kind of envious of you that I never did that myself. So kind of tell us more what's in the book. So when I started the book, I had obviously been active with men for quite a while. Um, I shouldn't think quite a while, but uh, for a while. Um, And so it started out as sort of more of a diary where I had written down my experiences with men all the way up from like, you know, the first kiss, the first boy, um, up until the first time I had sex to the first time I had my heart broken. You know, that one has a lot of pages. Um, (laughs) And then I realized just writing names down and experiences wasn't really going to give me enough information if I ever managed to lose my mind. So I have uh, pictures of every person that I could get pictures of. Obviously, there were people that I made out with in clubs and never saw again. So I don't have pictures of them. But there are 
little indexes on the top that say what happened. So like if there's a heart and it's colored in, it means I was in love. If there were numbers on the top, it meant what base I got to just to have me remembering <laughs> what happened. And yeah, it's become quite the book. It's quite famous amongst my friends and amongst people that I work with and meet and uh, even a few men that know of the book. So do you usually tell guys like before a hookup that you're going to put them in the book, like even back then or now? Cause you're still, you're still writing the book to this day, right? I'm still writing into the book. I thought I was done writing the book. Then I got divorced. I don't usually tell men about it. There is one guy in there that actually got to pick his picture because he was a really good friend at first. And he has read the book, had seen the book, had had full access to the book. And then one day that changed and he no longer is allowed now that he's in the book. That's the number one rule. Once you're in the book, you can't okay. see the the book but yeah as I got older people knew about the book but when I was younger I didn't tell anybody about the book because my friends were jerks they would have taken it and they would have like they do in Mean Girls they would have spread it everywhere so yeah. it was a secret probably up until I was in my early 20s and then I managed to just tell everybody about it I like it one of the fav my favorite things that you showed me was cowboy Oh, cowboy, <laughs> like, yeah. I love that you have pictures in it. I think that that was probably my favorite part when you first showed it to me was the fact that, like, not only did you have, like, names and, like, an explanation as to, like, what happened, but it was, like, the pictures. The pictures, I feel like, just make it that much more fun. Well, it does, and the visuals help me to remember that sometimes I did have good taste in men. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time, I did. Yeah, cowboy's name was... I don't know what his last name was. When I lived in Alberta, he was, he worked for the rodeo that was in town. And he was actually, his, uh, the driver that he worked for was doing a interview for the radio station and happened to send it to my sales manager. <laughs> and she sent it to the whole radio station. And we were all like, oh my God, he was glorious. And then I worked at the bar that he happened to be at that night and somehow managed to work my way into the rodeo <laughs> showers with him. And we had a great night. It was awesome. And it was fun. And I had a picture of him because it had been sent to me beforehand. <laughs> but they're not, there aren't pictures of everybody. So I did my best. How did you usually get pictures? Was it like you take selfies? I mean, I guess selfies weren't like as big of a thing for us in, in high school. I guess they kind of... So in, I always had a camera. I was that person that has like, if you were to go through my external hard drives, you would see March 2nd, March 3rd, March 4th. Like I, I took pictures all the time. So... I always had pictures with people and I happened to hook up with my guy friends a lot more than random people. Right. So I always had pictures with people. If I made out with a guy in a club and I knew I was never going to see him again, I would get the club photographer to take a picture. I'd be like, oh, look at us. We're so cool. And then I would go like a week later when they posted the pictures and I steal the that. picture. But yeah, if I knew somebody was going to end up in the book, I would do my best to get a photo with them or a photo of them. I mean, it's easy to go into someone's social media and screenshot a picture at this point in life. So it doesn't always have to be with me. It just yeah. happened that a lot of people that I was friends with, I hooked up with in high school and had pictures with. Okay, let's age ourselves right now. Were you taking pictures off of MySpace or Facebook? Because Instagram was not a thing. I'm talking back like high school days. I hated MySpace. I found it super annoying. Like it drove me nuts. I, you didn't I, have a top 10? <laughs> no, I did not have a top 10. My mom was also like really stingy about social media at first. And then I think she just gave up. 
I was a huge Facebook person. I'm still a huge Facebook person. Like I understand that it's like a old people thing now and I'm super okay with being that old person. Um, I'm judging you right now. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, it was Facebook, but it helped that I was always the one taking pictures. So even when I hooked up with somebody that was like older or I always had pictures going of something. So it wasn't uncommon for me to take pictures of people. So nobody ever thought it was weird that I was taking pictures of people that I'd hooked up with. Nobody seemed to, to call me out on it, so. Okay, so let's talk about ages. So what was the youngest person from your age that you were when you hooked up with them? What was the oldest person? Okay, what are we calling hooked up? Okay, had sex, whatever you wanna- The youngest guy I have ever kissed was three years younger than me. I used to babysit him and then he grew up and got hot. And then (laughs) I came back from college one summer and he was 19 and it was adorable. And I was like, yay, and whatever. And we made out in a car for like 10 minutes because he was like, you're my dream. Anyways, (laughs) he's married now, has a kid, he's super happy, yeah. You were the hot baby. Oh, I was the super hot. Yeah. hooking up with. Absolutely. <laughs> and you made all of his dreams come true. Yes. The youngest guy I ever slept with was only a year younger than me. I'm not okay. a huge fan of younger guys. No offense. Immature they're immature stuff. and honestly, they have no idea what they're doing in the bed. <laughs> Very rarely have I found a younger guy that knew what he was doing. But let's be honest, like there's really not that many guys that know what they're doing. Yes. I know what they're doing. Absolutely. <laughs> Oldest, I went 10 years older. Oh, damn. Yeah, I was 20 and he was 30. Okay, but when we say 20 and 30 as like a 30-year-old, it doesn't sound that bad, but it does at the same time. Like, do you know what I mean? He didn't look 30, so that's how I... (laughs) But he was also a friend of my dad's. Oh. Yeah, that was a a summer of me being very ticked off at my father and having to... uh, Yeah, I had to prove a point. So (laughs) he was very attractive. He was very good in bed. We had a great time and that was it. It was a one-time done. But that's the oldest I've ever gone. And the oldest, hopefully, I ever go because honestly, afterwards, I was like, Felt weird about it. Yeah, it wasn't my thing. Yeah, I had like an experience when I was in high school. I don't even remember what the age difference was, but I always think about it and I'm like, I swear it was like too much of an age gap that like it was, it was weird. Yeah, I remember somebody asking me once, I I was dating this guy named, my dad's name is weird. Anyways, his name was, he was seven years. And cowboy was, Yeah, you have it. you have a thing it's okay i had a kyle thing okay we all have our face i had a chef thing and then i had it anyways yeah um was seven years older than me and i was turning 18 like i was in my 18th year okay and he was another just to piss dad off thing because my dad my dad was very laid back about everything but for some reason this guy like really turned his he was like no you know big old motorcycle. <laughs> and he was a sweetheart, amazingly wonderful guy. And I think his intentions were absolutely incredibly normal. But I remember going on a date with him. It was like our third or fourth date and we slept together. And I remember getting home after and just feeling like, no, icky. like, yeah, icky. Like I'd done something that I shouldn't have done. Not a, not a consent issue, not yeah, any yeah. of that. But like, just like, no, this isn't going to work. And as a 17-year-old girl, I handled it like every 17-year-old girl and just deleted his phone number and didn't talk to him again until <laughs> like 10 years later. And well, not, I can't even say 10 years, like five years later. And we had it out and had a conversation about it. But yeah, I just, I don't know. The older, didn't, it didn't really set in. It didn't really feel right. I think three to five years is probably where I'd be comfortable at this point. Yeah. And that makes sense. So you kind of said you 
talked to him, stopped talking to him, and then talked to him again. So I want to kind of tie that into, like, repeat offenders. So I yeah. know that there's some people in your book that, like, you maybe hooked up with them. Maybe not even slept with them. You hooked up with them at one point and then revisited them later. Let's talk about any of those that you can think of off the top of your head. I, there's a guy named who's in my book and he he was like no I don't want to say an obsession because I wasn't obsessed I didn't I, I wasn't going and rooting after him but he was someone that he could pop back into my life instantly and I was hooked again but he'd walk out and I'd be fine yeah but he was a jerk he was a dick uh, he was yeah and he wasn't even that great in bed but there was just something about him and his personality and I don't know what it was he wasn't even that good looking but he was sleeping with one of my friends while he was sleeping with me. Oh, right. I remember and, reading Yes. <laughs> and he, I, I owe him a punch to the face. Really, I do. It's in the book. It, I said it. One day I'll find him and punch him in the face and I'll give him what he's owed. He was not, he was a, he was a big re repeat offender. times do you think in the book? We started hooking up when I was in grade 10. We didn't sleep together. I tried to sleep with him and he was like, no, you're not ready for that. And we weren't dating and I don't know why he was nice then. Wait, is that when he said you're not ready for it and then he slept with your friend? No, he slept with my friend years later. Oh, okay. No, years okay. later. So then he started dating this girl from our work for a couple of years. We went off to, we would make out every time they broke up. We worked together at Sobeys and we would hook up every time they broke up. And, and then I got a boyfriend. So then we weren't hooking up and I forget what happened. We went off to college. I went off to college. I came home in that summer and he was at the bar when I'd come home because now I was legal. I was old enough to go to the bar and we just started up all over again and it was just a mess and then i was a mess over it after the end of the summer i was like okay like are we a thing like what are we doing we'd slept together quite a bit through the summer and he was like no like we're just having fun and i was like oh and then i was heartbroken for a bit and then i found out he had been sleeping with my friend the whole time and she had known too and it was a big kerfuffle and yeah that was not a good situation and he ended up being an absolute piece of shit so I mean, he's married now and he still hits on other women, so. Wow, so yeah. things haven't changed. No. Uh, other repeat offenders, <laughs> was a big repeat offender. N not in the sense that he was a very good guy friend of mine and we started hooking up. He was a, he was a great friend. He would, be, would have been a horrible boyfriend. We first started hooking up at a friend's fire we went in the summer between it was a summer between grade 11 and grade 12 it was the, it was the nightstand summer uh, that was a hot summer yeah it was a very hot summer and but he was such a bastard he told me that him and his girlfriend had broken up and so we hooked up the whole weekend at this this bonfire thing and then he didn't call me and i was like what the fuck like what happened and his best friend was like yo he had a girlfriend that whole time and he just lied to you and you did and i didn't know he was older he was three years older than me two years older than me and he was off and caught. I didn't know the whole time and I was pissed. And so then a couple of months later, I saw him at a party and I, oh, I lost it on him. And he was like, oh, I missed you and hugged me. And I just let it all go because I was a teenager and didn't care. And his penis was like fucking amazing. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, if he ever heard this, he'd be feeding his ego. But yeah, he, he, and so then uh, we, lost, we lost touch for a couple of years. And then I was in second year of college and he was in Etobicoke near Humber. And he called me and he's like, yo, don't you go to Humber? And I was like, yeah, I do. Like, what are you doing? And, he t and we just started up again for like four or five months. We started up, but we were never dating. Yeah. That was a line I knew I was never crossing with that man. He was just so, it's and he so was, and he was, and he was, and he was, a, honestly, he was a great friend. He was an yeah. awesome human to be friends with. Um, just a horrendous boyfriend. He would have been a horrendous boy. He would, he, we, I invited him to New Year's that year and uh, he made out with my one of my really good friends on my dining room table instead of me. Oh, lovely. And we were still sleeping together. Like, And then he was like, well, I thought you were going to make out with somebody else. So I made out with her. And I was like, oh, get out of my house. <laughs> like, 
like oh my god <laughs> you're lucky we're not dating because i would literally rip your penis off now but anyways i would kill you <laughs> yeah but i stopped so kept sleeping with him for two more months so yeah when the dick is good you just yes, keep yeah. coming back right? yeah yeah okay. but yeah so let's talk about your least favorite memory in the book if you feel like talking about one i mean I, I would argue that it's my ex-husband but it's not i mean there's a lot of good things in there um my least favorite experience would be i had a foursome with my best friend in great oh no we were it was the summer between first and second year of college and uh the guy that i came with awesome guy it was great my best friend loved her to death her boyfriend ruined it okay so it's Two guys, two girls. Two guys, two girls. And uh, her boyfriend ruined it? Her boyfriend <laughs> ruined it. I'd known them all through high school. Her boyfriend was a nice guy. Never somebody I was ever into. But whatever. We drank enough tequila in the hot tub and it was fun. And we had, everybody was consensual. It was fine. And so as you do, you switch partners at one point. And, and her boyfriend was with me and he... <laughs> whispers in my ear and he goes i've dreamt about this day and i was oh. like oh no 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 <laughs> so then we got out of the hot tub and we went to go into the house to continue and i grabbed her and i was like please don't let him near me just i'm done please for the love of god so it didn't go any further than that uh, i continued on with the guy i came with and she took him to their room and they did whatever they were doing but i was so, so it, creeped out it just went like you guys were you switched partners you kissed and then nothing really went further oh no we had sex oh Oh, like yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, well, he did. Well, that's how he, he was inside of me, whispering that oh. in my ear. <laughs> I did. I yeah, yeah. That no, part. no. He he was yeah. And so that was when I was like, oh, we should go inside. This is it's uh, your parents. Or I don't know. Their parents were home. Oh like their God. bedroom was on the other side. It was. Oh my God. Yeah. It was. I was. Did you ever tell her that he said that? Yeah. And then uh, somehow I ended up losing her. I don't know how that like she thought it she was pulled well no, she pulled away from me quite a bit. She was I don't know if she was super happy with the way her life was going and there's a it's a yeah, yeah. bigger story into it. But oh, yeah. That's, that's that's a weird yeah. experience. Wasn't my favorite, wasn't my great that's probably the 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 worst one in the book, honestly. Uh, the rest of there's a guy in there that I don't remember sleeping with, but I wrote down that I did, so I must have. Uh what's your favorite? If you haven't already said your favorite experience. My favorite experience is probably... It doesn't even have to be sex. It could be like makeout, love, like out of everything in the book. What's your like favorite thing? Oh to... God, that was... Uh... There are a lot of really great times. Like I've, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm selective because I married the guy that I married and that fucking went sour. But I, I don't know. There's just a lot, like there's just been really great moments of fun dates that I've been on with people like that have just turned into exciting semi mini relationships. I, I think, you know, my ex from high school, he was probably the longest relationship I had in high school other than was so sweet and so kind and I think we had so much fun exploring and learning about each other mm -hmm. that's probably one of my favorite moments like we had a lot to learn from each other yeah and it probably didn't end very well and you know it was never a meant to be moment but there was a lot of really good you got to learning there together. yeah for in grade 12 for sure it was it was a big growing and learning experience for me so I think that's probably one of my favorites what's your weirdest <laughs> that fucking foursome um having sex in a shower at a rodeo with the cowboy guy was was weird, was weird. yeah like that was it was it was muddy it was it dirty was it was dirty well, wait were you in a you were in what in a shower it was, was yeah so so in the rodeos they it, you bring your rvs right like yeah. there's not a hotel that they're staying in so there's just like 
like walk in showers. It's like a porta potty, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. And it it's was like it was arts, really right? yeah, yes, okay. yeah. It was very like small. Like I could put my legs up and my back up at the same, which was very helpful <laughs> at the time. But it was and it was dark and the water took twenty minutes to get hot and it was just yeah, it was it was weird. And then like people were walking by. And hearing everything. And hearing <laughs> everything, yeah. Um well I asked you before what your weirdest experience was and you told me it had something to do with anal and that you were gonna tell me. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was, uh, one of my guy friends, I feel like if you tag me in this, everyone's going to hear it. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Um, one of my guy friends, it was, it was one of those, like, I don't even know how to explain how it happened. Like he was somebody that used to come to me and talk to me all the time. Like we'd sit on my deck at 2am mm-hmm. and just talk. And he had a lot going on. He was a little bit older than me. And I remember one night we were sitting on the deck on my front deck and he was like, all right, I'm going to go home. And he, he got in his truck and he went to leave and he texted me and he's like, you know, all I wanted to do all night was kiss you. And I was like, then why didn't you? Right. And so he came back and he did. And that kiss turned into hooking up in his car and that hooking up turned into his penis inside of my butt. <laughs> and like it wasn't even like I, I have experienced anal since and, and and it's it's like one of those things where you like ease into it you yeah. have to, right this was like I think he just shifted wrong and it went wrong, it, wrong yeah wrong. and I was like what the hell and he literally just went well it's already there might as well continue <gasps> And I was like, huh? And I mean, it wasn't bad. It was my first experience with it. And yes. it has gone, it went better than some experiences that have been planned. <laughs> right. But yeah, it was, yeah. So where, where other than like a bedroom, have you had sex? Because you've said a shower. The radio shower, the car, the truck. Oh, trucks. Of trucks, yeah. Bathroom at work once. I'll work. I'll work. <laughs> um, the cabana on the beach in the Dominican. Um, sand everywhere? No, on the bed. Oh, okay. There's like there's beds get, on the sand. You didn't get sand everywhere? Oh yeah, I totally did, but sand, I was drunk, so it didn't matter. Sex on the beach is not as appealing as no, I thought it would ever it's be. absolutely not. Like, I thought I hated sand when I went to the beach. Sand everywhere else? Not uh, enjoyable. I, I don't. I hate the beach. I hate the Have beach. Have you had sex in like the water? No, no, because I've had enough UTIs to know that <laughs> right. I don't want to have sex in the water. Like I've had sex in, in hot pool? tubs. Okay, in, I've in had sex. Tub. Well, hot tubs. Yeah, the yeah. foursome was in a hot tub. Started in a hot tub. I'm not. I like. I want to say that I'm more adventurous than I am, but I'm not because my when I was married, my husband didn't really like doing it anywhere other than at home. Fair enough. So no judge. No, I would. Oh, I'm. I like that idea, but yeah. I haven't. Uh, had a lot of chances to experience it. Radio station. I had sex on the radio station once. Like where in the radio station? Like in the in the, in the recording. In the, in the recording room. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. In the airplane? No, no, I've never been on a long enough flight with a guy to, to have sex in an airplane. Yeah, I really haven't done a lot of crazy things when it comes to where I'd have to go through and read. I don't think I've... The middle of a dance floor, but that wasn't sex. That was just like hookup, like getting fingered in the middle of a dance floor at a club. So I said uh, finger blasted to somebody the other day yeah. and they were like, who says that? I'm like, oh, well, I guess... Lots like, of people say that. I'm <laughs> like, uh, my age? Yeah. Like, he was younger. And uh, okay. I was like, yeah, my age? Uh, I guess I'm really old. I'm like, what do you guys call it? It's like fingering. I'm like, well, that's not fun. I had a huge debate with the teeny boppers at work the other day about what the bases were because they were arguing with me. So to me, base one is just like making out. Base two is anything involving hands. Base three is anything involving mouths. And then base four is getting a home run. Or is a sex. Like home run is sex. Yeah, I think think it was like one is making out. Two is like, I don't know. 
Yeah, well, two, two is like, two's hand like, stuff, right? Yeah. Like, it's handsy stuff, and then three is mouth, and then it makes sense that home run would be, sex. like, if you've listened to Paradise by the Dashboard Lights, like, the, the song by yeah. Meatloaf, that's what they say. Like, the, the guy's in the song is talking about, oh, he's coming around to home, he's got, and then she stops him before he can hit home. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. to me, that's what the bases were, but the teeny boppers were like, What no. were they saying? They were saying, they were saying that making out was... Or uh, hand stuff was one, like fingering and and hand jobs were one, and then uh, two was like getting eaten out or a blowjob, and then having sex was three. And I was like, well, then what's home? And they were like, I don't know, a relationship. And I was like, what? no, that's not how it works. <laughs> and also, like, they just they don't even make out; they just go straight to finger blasting. Like- yeah. That's what I mean. Like, like you just go up to a guy and you're like, "What's up?" and then he just starts fingering. But you. they like, also wait. say they also <laughs> say, "Oh, I hooked up with a guy last night." And to me, hooking up with a guy means like you slept with them. Yeah, that's what I would think. Absolutely. And they're like, "No, I just made out with him." Well, then you made out with a guy. <laughs> yeah. You didn't hook up with the guy. You made out with the guy. They're, that's oh, Two teenagers, man. Teenagers drive me nuts. I don't think that I can ever like grasp the lingo that they use or just generally anything. And I feel so old because I remember thinking like my parents or like my sister's six years older than me. So even stuff that she would say, I'd be like, Oh, who says that? But now I've became that person. Yeah. I'm that person all the time. I have a 15 year old stepdaughter and she's like, what? Yeah. When I so, say things and I'm like, Oh my God. So basic bitch. Yeah. Is now chuggy. I have not heard chuggy. that. Chuggy. That's the, what is, word. the hell is a that, chuggy? That's basically calling somebody basic bitch. Is that like chuggy. Toronto slang? No, this is like I heard it on another podcast and Googled it. And it's like this new word that was going across like TikTok a couple months ago. Okay, well, I've never heard of it. And I'm, I'm like, why would I'm okay with being old, that? I guess. I would just say somebody's being a basic bitch. Yep. That's like, that's what I would say too, but also, we're old. Also, even like words they use for like um, being wasted, like drinking or like smoking weed. They, I think that they say that they're wasted when they're stoned. Okay. And and that's really confusing to me. Yeah. If you're wasted, you're drunk. Yeah. If you're stoned, you're stoned. You're stoned. We're old. We can't I do can't. anything about it now. <laughs> like, it's, it's time has passed just and we say have become I smoked weed. Yeah. You're high. Like, why does it have to be I'm zipped or something? Like, I literally feel like I'm my mom right now saying that. Like, I know it's ridiculous how fast you get old. Yeah. 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 And I feel like, like I said, this is the oldest thing you could say. I feel like kids these days. <laughs> kids these days. They everything moves so quickly. Everything's disposable. Yeah. So what's in what's okay today? Tomorrow will not be. Whereas I think things lasted longer when we were teenagers like fads and phases were they had a longer time period yeah that's true. whereas now it's like oh we're into this it's the tiktok phase right yeah what what is important yeah what is important on tiktok yesterday is not important today and it's the same thing with what's going on in their lives and i as much as like i feel like these generations are like pretty sexually active i also think that they're like super judgy because very judgy the the book that you've written like I'm like in awe because I'm like, that's awesome. But I feel like younger would be like, oh my God, why would you do that? Or like, they would judge you and say that you're sexually active. Everything now is so documented. Like that's it. Like, right. You know, they, everything they, oh, I took a shit. Look, here's a picture of me on the toilet on Instagram, right? So it's... it's, it's Dear God, I don't know who you follow. Oh, wow. <laughs> My followers now posting shit. But they, they document everything, but they only document the good things, right? So if there were documentation of things that they regretted or things that yeah. didn't go the way they wanted, then that's not okay. It's, it's that filter society where everything has to be... 
exactly what you want it to be. And if you can't, perfect. yeah, it's got to be perfect, right? It, yeah. It's throwing a filter on your pictures and making sure everybody looks... Like I can literally think of one of the girls I work with posting this great selfie of herself and two minutes later FaceTiming me and she's crying. <gasps> so you know, it's like, yeah, because yeah, is not actually Right, that, and it's, yeah. it's sometimes I think people need to be more honest about how the hard times are in their life and they don't. No. And that's the the book is like that. There are good times and there are bad times. I write about how it made me feel when it ended, when things ended, when things are still going on. Like yeah. it's it's That's true. We didn't really talk about that. The fact that like in the book, we're talking about all the fun stuff that happened. But in the book you did write cuz I was privy to read <laughs> a lot of it. Uh you did write times that were like, "Oh, this really sucks. My heart's broken." Like like you said you had loves yeah. in there. It wasn't just like, "Oh, all the fun sex stuff I did." You were writing about like when it was, you were in a relationship with somebody, the good times, yeah. the bad times. It was my journal at the time, right? It was, I, the, I started writing it because I needed an outlet for it, but because I was very lost. I, you know, when I was in high school, I wanted to be in love and I wanted to be with somebody. And I'm sure that stems from a million daddy issues. That's a whole other podcast, but it's, I, I wrote it. The first page of it says, this book is here to remind you that you do care and that you do love because I was getting to a point where I was so cold right. and I was so closed off because I just didn't, I, I, my heart hurt. It hurt to get close to people. And I was the one hurting people too. You know, a lot yeah. of the breakups that are my, I did that, right. you know, that I was talking about, I, I broke his heart and I feel, I, I don't want to say I feel bad about it. It had to happen. It was how I felt. It it didn't work out, but it's hard to be that person and, and know that you caused somebody else pain. Right. And so, and then to turn around and find somebody and then have your heart broken. Karma's an incredibly crafty bitch. Yeah, and she works in mysterious she ways. She does work in mysterious ways. And while there's a lesson in all of it, it's very hard to see those lessons right up front. So you, I, it was my diary. It was my outlet to how I was feeling and trying to remind myself that it was worth it. And that's right. what it all comes down to. It, the pain, the getting hurt, the good sex, the bad sex, the moments I remember, the moments I don't. It's all worth it. I just, you know, have to find the end game and it'll be there eventually. I just... <laughs> <laughs> eventually uh so do you think you're just gonna keep like writing in it until like well i was married and thought right. i was done uh, i thought you, i wasn't gonna write in it anymore when you were married did you stop writing in it i stopped writing in it after i got physically married okay. i didn't think there was a reason to continue i had found what i thought i needed and wanted and then it didn't end up that way um and i kept writing in it afterwards when things happened and i met people and life continued on and it's been documented a few times right <laughs> since then but yeah i'll keep writing in it i still use it i have a second book that's just like how i'm feeling like a real journal okay so yeah. i don't use it so much now as a journal journal there was a point where i was using it as an actual journal like there's a I think a portion of when I got home from Alberta, I, went, I was celibate for like four months because my oh. mother went to a, a, a born again virgin. Uh, yes. No, my mother went to a therapist or a psychic that told her that I was going to be getting pregnant in between at this point in my life. And I was like, ah, no. Well, that was, an, that was inaccurate. Like it you was, do, well, you I do have a son. I do have a son, but okay. I got pregnant when I was married. No, it was, this was like 2014. I didn't even met my husband, oh, ex-husband wow. at the time. Okay that I was terrified. So I didn't shave my legs for three months. I didn't go out. Like I didn't do anything because I was like, I am not getting knocked up whether this lady was crazy or not. So I use it as a diary then to like talk myself through what I was feeling and all of that. But yeah, it's, it's never going to stop being written in. But if I find the person that I no longer need to remind myself why I do it, then, then you can close yeah, it Yeah. Then out. I can close it up again. 
How how does it make you feel like looking back? Like I, how often do you read it? Like do you read it often or just like randomly? And and how does it make you feel like reading through it? Like lately, I look at it a lot because I'm you know I've been divorced and my wedding anniversary is coming up in a month and I've been divorced for just about a year and a half and right. separated kind of whatever yeah it's still fresh and so I look through it a lot and I try and figure out why I made the choices that I made when it came to my ex-husband mm-hmm. um who wasn't the greatest human and and I still made that choice besides that point and so I find myself looking at it a lot and wondering what I chose in each person and trying to find who who made those influences and how it changed and I mean it all comes down to at the end of the day like like I said, daddy issues, but I look at it a lot to remind myself that I did choose good people. And there are a lot of people that I'm still friends with, like my ex, him and I are still friends. We still talk. My uh, ex, my first boyfriend and first kiss every day for two weeks. Um, he's an awesome chef and he's a really good friend. I talk to him quite a bit. And there's lots of people in there that I had really great memories of. And sometimes I have to remind myself of that because it gets lonely. Yeah. It gets lonely and it gets hard. And, you know, I've got a kid and a dog. And, you know, there's parts of me that feel like I'm missing a man. But I also need to remind myself that I made it through all of those experiences without one. Right. Without a solid one constantly there. And As so, yeah. bad as it may sound, it's it's also a good reminder like look through that. And, like, even when it feels really hard that you're like, oh, I'm never going to find someone you always ended up with somebody eventually, yes. right? Yes. So it's just kind of getting through that process. It's also a good way to look at my mistake, right? Yeah. Like I can see, I when I was using it as a diary with my ex-husband, I, I was very honest and raw about how I was feeling. And I look back on those things and I think, okay, you were feeling that then and you knew something wasn't right and you just ignored it and pushed forward right. to try to make a better life. So I look at that and think, you're not going to do that this time. And I didn't, you know, I dated somebody after my ex-husband and unfortunately in my mind, it wasn't working. It wasn't going to be the thing that worked out. And instead of writing it down and ignoring it, I did something about it and our relationship ended and, you know, we're still good friends, but it was, it was, it was good to look back at what I had ignored and realized that I couldn't ignore what I was feeling now in this time. It's like a good, almost like a learning opportunity. Like you can, like you said, like read through it and kind of go, okay, this is what works. This is what doesn't work. These are the signs of me not being happy. These right. are things that make me happy. Yeah. That's fun. I still wish that I wrote down. You can still write it. Like I started it. I'm trying to think when I started it. Cause it, it wasn't like I had to backtrack. I'm trying to, there's a page in here that goes, it's up to date now. <laughs> I definitely do not remember a whole lot for me to be able to write anything like that. <laughs> I'm thinking I started this later than I thought, but I'm trying to, I don't know which page. No. I don't, there's a part where I'm like, oh, it's up to date now. Yeah. I remember reading that. I just don't know where it's up to date. Uh, see that guy? I don't picture that guy because I didn't create the book at the time yet. Uh, I didn't look at the guys I didn't hook up with. See, there's even a page for that. Yeah, guys you didn't hook up with. Guys you wanted to. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, there yeah was there's a-, a page of guys I wish I had hooked up with. There's a couple of people I could cross off of that list. That <laughs> <laughs> like, are probably in the book later on. Yeah, I think I started this a lot later than I thought. Was because the- I must have been in college because I'm in college right now and this is, I still haven't seen the page that says, yeah, you know what? Maybe I started this a lot later than I thought. This sounds weird, but what was like the best accomplishment of somebody that like you really wanted to hook up with? Oh, great story. I have a great story for that. I honestly started this a hell of a lot later than I thought I did. So I, uh, this is a radio guy. So when I was in college, I was in first year, there was a second year student. I'm not going to say his name because I'm realizing no, now that you're going to tag me in this and <laughs> people are going to hear this. Um, yeah, well, let's go back and erase all the names <laughs> I did say. And I had a huge crush on him. He was super cute and he had like great attitude. Like he was like fun and exciting. Anyways, we all had this ridiculous crush on him. Uh, He got a job 
uh, at a radio station out in Alberta about a month before the end of first year. For me, he was in second year. And so he moved away and the night, the his last pub night, we like partied hard and had a great time. And then he moved and I was like, damn, I should have done something and I didn't. And so I ended up moving to Bonneville, Alberta. And one of his very good friends happened to be my morning guy. And so oh, no he came way. to visit him and I was like, yeah, I'm going to throw a party. And I threw a party and yeah, uh, mission accomplished that night. <laughs> That's awesome. And it was great. And it was awesome. And it was like, yep, high five. And I texted all the girls from college and I was like, you did it. And <laughs> then, yeah, did it. I did it. And then that was great. And that was it. And it was perfectly fine. Everything was great. And I, yeah, it was, that was probably my biggest accomplishment of crossing a name off the list. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I just want to ask, is there anything that you feel like I didn't ask you or anything you want to share before we potentially close anything out? No, I don't think so. I think everybody should have a little black book. It's, it's a good reminder, but however, be careful who you show it to. Yes. I have shown it to people in the past that have just made me feel like absolute shit about it. They weren't so welcoming. No, they just thought it was ridiculous or they thought it was really cool until they saw how big it was. Or <laughs> I've shown it to someone and they've been like, um, I dated that guy. And then they get really bitchy about it. And you're like, oh, for God's sakes, it wasn't even at the same time. It was like two years later or two years before. And, and like, if this isn't your husband and there wasn't a crossover yeah. of when that happened, like get over it. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, uh, I just told my mother about it. Like, Oh, she didn't six know about it? Oh, no, no, not at all. It was in her house. I actually had her, when I moved to Alberta, I had her send it to me and I didn't tell her what she was sending and she didn't open it. So shout out to my mom for not snooping. What was her reaction when you told her about it? She was wanted to know how many pages it was first. She was very concerned as to how big the book was. And then she thought it was cool. It was a cool idea, but she just thought, what if somebody finds that? What if you're what, like, I have a five-year-old. She's like, what if Theo finds that when he's an adult? And I was like, well, then he's going to know his mom was a hoe in one point. And then she cleaned up her act. Like, I don't know what to say, you know? As an adult, I'm, I have not had to put many entries in it. I slowed down yeah. after a certain point and then I got married and like very much slowed down after that. It yeah. was one person. So plus you're also supposed to live your life too, whatever yes. that may be. Right. But I think it's a good idea. I've, there's some girlies at my work that I am going to buy one for when they turn 18. Oh, do it. So they can have a book and they can figure it out because I think it's, I love looking back at it. I do. I have no regrets because there's some things, you know, probably shouldn't have done, but I don't have any regrets of it. It's, it's like a scrapbook for men. Men. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And if you like scrapbooking, then get started now. Oh yeah. Like there's a, there is a TikTok like trend. There are girls. There's like one girl has flashcards. What? That's yeah. cool. She has flashcards of, of all the men that she's like, there's, I'm not the only one out there that's done it. Yeah. Oh no, for sure not. Women just put more effort into theirs than men. Men's black books are just like names. Yeah. My black book has pictures and pictures. symbols. And measurements on some parts. <laughs> Measures across three pages. Yeah. <laughs> it's the span of this book spine. That's awesome. Well, okay. Well, if there's nothing that you feel like you want me to ask you, then we can close out our episode. I just want to say thank you for coming on and being so honest and sharing. <laughs> All right. Well, that is today's podcast. And I hope everybody has a great day. 